We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. We've got a great new sponsor we'd love for you to support, and it's Snooze Mattress and SnoozeSleep.com. Their Snooze Flip is the most universal mattress on the planet. It's a mattress designed to fit every body. It's the world's first four-in-one mattress. You can choose soft, firm, cool, or cozy. Flip it to choose your comfort level. Do all kinds of things with a 122-year warranty to back it. And now when you use code DNVR, when you visit snoozesleep.com, you'll receive $250 off a mattress and $250 off an adjustable base when you use code DNVR. That's your first pitch. Now let's play ball. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee. Strava CBD coffee will help improve the quality of your morning since it's rich in CBD and CBG. It's going to have you feeling as great as I've been since their CBD infused coffee can help with chronic headaches, joint pains, IBS, and so much more. Plus, you get zero coffee jitters if you want three or four cups a day, which is typically my style. And now you can get 25% off your first purchase when you use code DNVR25. I am your host, Patrick Lyons, and joining me today is a good friend from the Purple Row, the last of the three amigos to appear on the DNVR Rockies podcast. We've had your partner, Mac Wilcox. We've also had Evan Lang. And now, finally, without further ado, we have Skylar Timmons joining us on the DNVR Rockies podcast. What's going on, Skylar? Oh, nothing much. I guess you decided to bring in the closer right before Thanksgiving, so. That's it. We got some big ass. up the arm. Yeah, look, it's easy to talk about the Rockies during the season, maybe even earlier in the offseason. That's why we brought Evan in, to give him that little bit of a pillow-type situation. But now, who we're getting close to this work stoppage. The 40-man roster has been settled. There's not as much happening. You're right. We need someone with your special abilities here in the ninth. All right, so if you're the closer coming in, you called yourself that, what kind of closer are you? Are, are you the Greg Holland type? Are you the Raphael Betancourt? Uh, I'd be like the Houston street probably Ooh. just cause Houston street, he didn't blow gas, but he was a little bit deceptive. He had that movement. That's all I've got these days. All right. He's the goat, man. I think he's gotta be the greatest closer in Rocky's history. Hopefully 
we'll see how this first segment goes and you're, you don't pull away davis and segment one <laughs> great and then segment two and then by segment three i boot you off the show and then just kind of run it myself but, but we'll see won't we we'll, mm-hmm. we'll see all right what so what's been your take so far on this rockies offseason i think there's been a little bit more bang than we're than we usually expect from the rockies offseason with their their four signings really you know two of them are extensions two were free agent signings but maybe maybe not the pop that we were exactly hoping for what's what's been your take on so far with what bill schmidt has been doing this offseason uh, i think what's nice is with bill schmidt finally having that opportunity to just come out guns a blazing uh, now that he's the full permanent GM, full reins, you know, go do whatever he wants. Uh, it's keeping that core together that we saw throughout the 2021 season. And so the re-signings of Antonio Senzatella and CJ Crone, I, I don't, couldn't see anybody that really disagreed with those ones. And both great players loved being in Colorado. And so having them be able, able to stick around, that's awesome. Bring back Yudi Shasin, who had a phenomenal year as the surprise closing guy, you know, late innings. It's great to bring him back. And, you know, the recent signing of Elias Diaz again to the extension. That's one that I really like as well, because we've seen around free agent catchers are hard to come by. The Rockies have found a guy that they're comfortable with. That's been very productive, phenomenal behind the plate. No, you don't dash on Diaz and cause he'll just gun you down. And so to see this kind of group of guys that really proved themselves in 2021 show that they have staying power. And ultimately what I like is these guys are kind of these building blocks, these stepping stones to kind of pave the way for the prospects that are coming, the Toglias, the Drew Romos, you know, everybody else. It's kind of these bridging the gap between these guys coming in. So I, I've loved what he's done so far, um, kind of keeping what we've had together. But what I'm more interested in is seeing what will come, what can they do you know, to prep the roster for next year, because there's a lot of holes still to fill. So, Yeah, I think it's unrealistic to expect anyone right now with Dick Monfort as the owner to just go out and say, all right, well, hey, Carlos Correa is a free agent. We need, <laughs> we, we need a spot at shortstop. Let's forget about why we even you know have that, that role open. And hey, Nick Castellanos is out there. And, uh, yep, Robbie Ray just won a Cy Young. He used to pitch in the NLS. Let's go mm-hmm. and get him for the rotation. Like, it's unreasonable to think that, you know, those transactions are, are going to get made, and, and understandably so. Right? That's, you know, not really a shot on Dick Monfort because he does only have so much money to spend. But at the same time, you know, I, I think you're damned if you do, damned if you don't in a lot of ways because we know Coors Field is a, is a tricky environment, and there are a lot of players that, dare I say, are quote-unquote Affected by altitude, shameless plug for Scrabble's uh, <laughs> podcast on the Smooth. Purple Row Network. We just had an episode drop this week, so I got to give you another shout out for that. But right, we, we know that not all these free agents will transition well. So in a best case scenario, we know that it, that's hard to come by. And maybe someday in a few years, maybe when this young core of players, they you know make their way to Colorado and they do need to you know, kind of supplement with some bigger star guys. Hey, maybe they will spend again. That's that's the best case scenario that I don't think is fair to hope for. And the worst case scenario is they do nothing. Mm-hmm. They haven't done nothing. So they're, they've been in the middle. And, and you're right. I think Bill Schmidt deserves a lot of credit for that. Yeah. And what's nice is at this point, this is a team that struggles with depth, especially kind of around that AAA level where you don't have a 
guy that's no the bona fide okay we're gonna lose john gray or no we're losing cj crone here's our first baseman for 2022 it's all right how far off is michael toglia well he was in double a kind of struggled he needs some more time let's sign cj crone to two years that should be enough time to kind of see where his development at is at next and so it's not necessarily like you're saying they're not going to go out and get nick castellanos no it'd be cool if they did no I'd love to see that all those bombs at Coors Field and all the memes and everything. But specifically, it's, hey, who's, a, who's an impact player now that can help us at the big league level while our other guys are getting ready? Because that's where our future lies. And so I think Bill Schmidt, that's kind of what seems to be his modus operandum. You know, he's going to stick with those draft and develop guys. What can I do now to make sure they have enough time to, you know, to get cooked in the oven before I serve them out to the big league level? Yeah, on all of the contracts, my initial thought was, okay, those seem to be fair contracts. Mm-hmm. And I took a step back and I said, well, let's let's pretend that they're not. Like, let, let me look at this really with a with a jeweler's eye. And the Sensatella deal, uh, again, I, I think makes sense, especially when you see what free agent pitchers make on the market. He's proven it in Colorado, so you know, color, you know, course tax, whatever it may be, you're willing to maybe overpay. But I don't think. They overpaid. I think that's that's a fair deal for a guy who's a number three, number four starter that you know maybe has flashes sometimes, maybe loses his way, but regardless, essentially ten million dollars average annual value. That's great. Julius Chassin, a million and a quarter. That that very well could be a steal. And guess what? If if he doesn't have the magic, right? If if what we saw uh, in spring training last year with the Yankees becomes what he is next year, you're going to still sign that deal anytime mm-hmm. going forward. I, I don't even know if, if you look at the numbers that he was able to put up in the second half for Colorado, even go back to maybe even early June and say, all right, if this player was a free agent, would they sign for one and a quarter million with Colorado? Probably mm-hmm. not. So that right there is, has to be the bargain of the bunch. Again, Elias Diaz. I think that's that one, I think could be less of a bargain in a sense, mm-hmm. but I went and I looked and, you know, Manny Pena just signed a two-year, $8 million contract. And you look at what, you know, kind of fringy backup, but could be a starter in, a, in an up, up year, what they make. And that's, again, that's really fair. And, and the fact that you bought out two years of free agency, if he was a couple years away from free agency, then I think that would make, you know, more sense for uh, Elias Diaz. But this deal works even better in the Rockies' favor. And then CJ Crone is one where, you know, he's when healthy, he's been really great. And so Mm -hmm. even if he just is league average, even if he puts up zero war over the next two years, again, I don't think people are going to be moaning the way they did. And rightfully so over Ian Desmond, Mm -hmm. because he was making that much money. Right. And so kind of when you put it in that context and you give it that perspective, you go, these are kind of no lose situations. Maybe they're, maybe they don't provide a lot of win. For the Rockies, but they definitely don't provide just about any loss. Well, yeah, and I a common thread that I've seen with a lot of these guys they're keeping around, like Crone and Diaz and Chassin, all of them wanted to be in Colorado. You know, they love it here, you know, and they had an opportunity to thrive here. You know, with Crone getting his really his first time being a full time first baseman, a full season of that. You know, that's why he came here in the first place. Loved playing in Colorado, reminded him of his time playing in Salt Lake in college. Uh, and then Chassin, this is home for him. Diaz was super happy after the announcement of his signing. Oh, uh, 
Senzatello the same way. And so I th- this is a way for the Rockies to kind of stick with guys that are loyal to them, want to be here. And it's kind of them playing it safe and like, oh, these guys want to be here. They like being here. Let's keep them around because they're good for all for our ball club. And it's worked out for them. So far, it hasn't worked out with John Gray. Hopefully, they figure something out there. But with these guys, they're kind of this safe way of let's keep the, the family together so then we can kind of feel like we have something to build upon and kind of bring more people into. And we're trying to bring people into the DNVR bar in the corner of Colfax, New York. If you haven't been, you simply must. Whether you're a member or otherwise, you know we're serving up Hassel Cattle Company beef and our burgers. You know we've got Breck Brew, all the flavors that you know and love. Of course, you can't forget to to make sure you mention that you are a member when you go to the DNVR bar since you get a bigger beer on the corner of Colfax, New York. And you can sign up now for just 50 cents for your first month at thednvr.com. Annual membership gets you free shirt from dnvrlocker.com. And again, whether you're a member or not, you could come on down to any of our watch parties for abs, nuggets, rams, buffs. We've got it going on all week long. And we even got some Rapids coverage as well as they make their run, hopefully towards an MLS Cup here for the 2021 season. You know, we've got a members-only Discord where you don't have to worry about politics or or jerks. You know, we, we keep it jerk-free. You can talk to hosts and diehard fans like yourself. You get extra raffle tickets at all the watch parties. Also, happy hour specials from 3 to 6 every day. Appetizer discounts, drink specials. Can't go wrong with the DNVR bar on the corner of Colfax in York. As you know, Breck Brew is our official beer. Well, they're also our official seltzer, our hard seltzer. So... When you want to put down your avalanche beer or strawberry sky, whatever it may be, now you can go and pick up a, a 15 can sampler if you'd like a tat pack, which we've named after Ryan Altapia. Since you get 15 cans in those bad boys, you can go to King Supers, Costco, just about anywhere for Breckenridge Breweries, good company, hard seltzer, an easy choice for a great company. And it's football season, so you know what that means. It means we're going to go for two with the sponsors of today's show Manscaped. Yeah, they've been blitzing through hairs and making it never been easier before to join the two million men worldwide who trust manscape you've heard us talk about it for years and now you need to know that using code dnvr gets you 20 percent off plus free shipping at manscaped.com folks at manscape have the perfect package for your package to get this done it's called the performance package and you'll find the lawnmower 4.0 there great trimmer weed whacker ear nose and hair trimmer liquid formulations as well as two free gifts so go tame that wildcat offense using the best tools for the job at manscaped using code dnvr for free shipping and more importantly 20 percent off so skylar you mentioned john gray that situation has been not great what what has been your take on how the situation has been handled so far again if they bring him back it's kind of no harm no foul but we're definitely in a, a gray area and leaning a little bit more towards the one side that says uh, this, this could have been mishandled. What would have been your thoughts? Yeah, it is definitely mishandled. I think with the way everything happened around the trade deadline where, you know, a couple days before the trade deadline, John Gray saying, I want to be here. I love this place. I want to bleed purple. You know, I want to be here for my whole life. And you know, that that's a nice sentiment. That's nice to hear, especially from a pitcher of the Colorado Rockies that he wants to stay. And no, he, he's had his good, he's had his ups, his downs. But the problem was that, that because of that, and then they, their desire to hold on to him, they didn't do anything at the trade deadline with the expectation that 
we're going to sign him to a long-term contract. We're going to extend him. And so far we've seen there hasn't been much discussion. And then they give him the offer at the end of the season, which he rejects and they don't give him the qualifying offer. And it's kind of been hard to see because this is something that was totally unavoidable. Both parties wanted to stay together and it's just kind of mismanaged, mishandled where he should have been extended at the deadline or at least started those process of ex- discussion talks long before the last day of the season. Cause that's the part that gets me is you know, the reports are saying it came at the very end of the season. Like here's our offer. Whereas that should have been a starting point right at July 30th or so and talking back and forth the rest of the season or so. So it, it's hard. I understand Gray wants to go out and see what he get, what he's worth. That's totally understandable for the players. I also understand the Rockies point where they want him back, but it's probably want to be for the right price because you don't want to overpay. And that kind of hinders you in other aspects. I really just can't, I really keep thinking about this as similar to DJ LeMayhew where, Mm -hmm. you know, I I don't necessarily know if John Gray is going to go out and be, you know, a Cy Young contender with another team, but if it happens, it, it wouldn't be totally shocking, right? Odds are probably against it, but it wouldn't be shocking. But really I, I see this as, you know, Dick Monfort had, you know, said around the time of, of the Arenado trade, I think it was that, that press conference that, you know, one of the biggest mistakes that kind of, you know, set everything in, in, in effect, the domino effect was that they didn't bring LeMahieu back and they, they should have, cause that would have, you know, kept a winning core together. Mm-hmm. And he, he regrets that. And I think this could be the exact same situation. You know, DJ LeMahieu wasn't the MVP of the 2018 Rockies and he wouldn't have been the MVP of the 2019 Rockies, but he was again, part of this core that added up to be something much bigger than that. And I think John Gray could be a part of that, that core in the rotation that could be much bigger, especially when you consider that the replacements uh, as of right now, don't necessarily seem convincing. Peter Lambert looked really good in 2019, very promising. And uh, I was thinking he was going to be, you know, a, a contributing member to the rotation for, the next couple of years, but of course the Tommy John surgery in 2020 derailed that. And so now he's almost starting back from square one, Ryan Feltner. I think he's got a little bit more developing to do. Ryan Rollison is a guy that frankly, I thought we might've even seen in September in 2019, if the Rockies were in the playoff hunt starting pitcher, that would have been great coming out of the bullpen to kind of, you know, get him ready for his role as a starter in 2020. But we've yet to even see him make his debut in purple. So there really isn't that replacement. And if you don't bring him back, then what are you going to do? I, I, I don't, I don't have an answer. I don't know if they do. Well, I guess we'll find out. Yeah. And like you said, like we were talking about the Rockies depth is really lacking, especially in that major league ready starting pitching department. That's why Ryan Feltner got the bump up from double a. Cause there really wasn't anything in triple a that was, ready to a quality enough option to go to. And so, yeah, that's kind of the, the trap you fall into if you're not able to work something out with John Gray and another team ends up outbidding the Rockies and he goes somewhere else. They would have to maybe figure out another option of, Oh, here's a low risk free agent that we can bring in to just provide some relief or something to fill up some starts or they do finally just roll the dice, say Ryan Rollison or Peter Lambert, any of those guys, this rotation spot is yours. Uh, and they fight over it in spring training and see what comes out on the other end. So 
if John Gray does leave, that's the most interesting thing for me. If and when spring training rolls around is what's going to happen with that rotation spot. If John Gray heads out somewhere else. Well, my question for you is, cause I think, I think the relationship that Gray and the Rockies have, you know, I don't, I don't think it's fractured. It obviously has been on better footing. Uh, and that usually happens when you have a contract between a player and a, and a team, but I think his agent will probably make one last phone call before he puts pen to paper and say, if you can, if you can do this deal, same price, it doesn't even have to be a million dollars more. My client will come back to Colorado. Is there a price at which it's, it's too pricey is, is four years, 70 million, 75 million. If there could be a team out there, it wouldn't surprise me that went that high for four years at $70 million. We know the Rockies, reportedly offered three years upwards of $40 million. So, all right, they don't want to really pay 15 million, but if they go four years, 70 million, that's, you know, that's approaching $20 million a year, probably about 18 annually. Is that too much? Do you hang up the phone and say, thanks for the offer, but uh, Uh, it's, that's, it's not too much. It's a tough one because I am also thinking of what other pitchers, if there was a better option than John Gray that I could get at that price, because uh, 15 or 16 million is, to me, it sounded like, oh, that actually doesn't sound too bad. I think it might have been lengthwise for them as well. But, you know, we see Eduardo Rodriguez, what he just signed with, with the Detroit Tigers. That's kind of the mold of what I think John Gray would be looking for because the starting pitching market's already heating up and we're seeing deals that I was like, Andrew Heaney already like eight million or so dollars with the Dodgers, yeesh. Oh, and he had a down year, and so it's interesting to see. So it's a hard call to make, but no, it if we get to the qualifying offer range of what was it, like eighteen five million, eighteen point five million or so for one year, that's kind of getting the hard spot because John Gray hasn't been the ace of the staff the Rockies have always wanted. He's been good, a solid four, three, four, five type of guy, but that's the the tangibles that's hard to figure out with John Gray of what John Gray am I getting? Am I getting the really good at home Coors Field John Gray, or am I getting really bad, can't get through the fifth inning John Gray? So it's kind of like with Sensatella, the ups and the downs. So it's it, he's a tough one to crack of what is the right price. Yeah, and and four years seventy million would would actually be an higher annual rate than Eduardo Rodriguez. I meant five years at that, which again it, it's longer and so it's less annual, but it's still a lot. I would I would be really impressed actually if the Rockies brought him back for either eighteen or nineteen million dollars on a one year deal. And you go, yeah, but you that was the qualifying offer. That was the whole deal. They if they were to do something like that, it would it would not be compounding an error. Like, if if you can't afford to pay Nolan Arenado, then don't sign him. Mm-hmm. If they sign him, they build in an opt-in clause or opt-out clause that causes this whole thing. And so they, they made two wrongs consecutively, right? And so mm-hmm. if you make the first mistake, that's fine, but don't make the second mistake. And so I, I think if they brought him back for one year 18, obviously, hey, you probably should have put that QO on him. And, 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 you know, maybe things would have played out differently, or maybe it would have been the exact same thing, but nevertheless, it's, it's an admittance that, you know what, look, we're, we're not going to cut off our nose to spite our face. 
we want this guy back. And I, so I think that would actually show some really interesting growth. And I, I'd be curious to see if, if he signs something like that going forward. Yeah. And it's kind of like we saw with Kevin Gosman with the giants of bet on himself, took the qualifying offer with the giants and he's getting lined up for a pretty good payday this off season. So the Rockies could do that same type of deal where, yeah, we didn't tag you with the qualifying offer, but here's what we want to give you. You know, maybe at least for one season and we can work on something throughout the year, kind of have a <laughs> more time of let's figure something out going forward. But it, you, go ahead. Yeah, you had, you had a cool uh, article too that you wrote over on Purple Row about some of the, the free agents that are available. A lot of former Rockies that are free agents and two that jump out as, hey, they were successful in Colorado bring them back on a, on a short-term deal. One, you probably need to, to invest three years. Another one, maybe more short-term. But a Michael Givens and a Greg Holland. Greg Holland, probably a, a shorter deal than Givens. He's one of the higher uh, the free agents out there that I'm sure some big market teams are going to throw some money at. So he might be out of the Rockies' price range. But Greg Holland, I think, could be more affordable. What do you think about either of those two options? Yeah, I, I, I like Michael Givens. You know, he would be a free agent you know, that would really be one to, to look at, especially even if they hadn't traded for him when they didn't need to. Because if he was just a free agent without having ever been a Rocky right now, I think a lot of us be like, man, that'd be good to get Michael Givens. He'd be good for that bullpen. And I think he still would be trying to bring him back because he was having a really good year this year. And for some reason we chose he was the one we were going to trade off of all of our pieces and commodities and assets. And he had a really good rest of the season with Cincinnati. So I w wouldn't mind bringing him back. Uh, he'd definitely take in a bit more cash than Greg Holland would. But Greg Holland, I really liked when he was with the Rockies, had a phenomenal year. Uh, he struggled in that second half, but he was an all-star that year. And so having maybe him come back, be another veteran presence in that bullpen, you know, him and Daniel Bard can kind of continue to teach the youngsters and help that bullpen kind of improve. Yeah, he was with Kansas City again this past year. 55 innings, so you like that. 4.85 ERA, you know, not so hot. But again, even if you're just looking for someone to suck up some innings and to provide some leadership uh, on a, a cheap, you know, one-year deal, there's no such thing as a bad one-year contract. So mm -hmm. um Rockies don't have depth. That's probably the one area that they might be weakest in is in the bullpen. You know, they, they brought up a lot of, you know, rookies last year uh, with Lucas Gilbreth, of course, and Jordan Sheffield, Justin Lawrence, Ben Bowden. They had those four players, but I don't know that you can necessarily rely upon those guys. And I don't think you want to throw them out to the wolves if they don't have it, right. You, you want to use those options if need be. And so if you've got a veteran to kind of just eat up some of those innings, you know, there, there could be some value in that for Colorado. And there's a lot of value in ball aerospace and technology, especially when you consider that they've been practicing diversity and inclusion for years, while other major companies just talk about it as workplace idealism. That's because their culture of belonging has been noticed by the Human Rights Campaign. They've got a corporate equality index score of 100. That's perfect. That is perfect. Right now, they're actually looking for folks who have technical and mechanical skills to help them manufacture aluminum cans and bottles, which they've been doing for quite a long time. They're doing big things at Ball, and you can be a part of something bigger than yourself. So text GOLDEN to 77222, and you'll get linked to open positions. 
You can also go directly to jobs.ball.com and search for Golden. That's jobs.ball.com and search for Golden. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has an offer every football fan should jump in on. New customers can bet just $1 on either NFL team to score in a game. And if they do, guess what? You win $100 in free bets. 1924 was the last 0-0 tie in the NFL. So they're trying to give this away to you guys. It's that easy and that rewarding. DraftKings customers can also get skin in the game with new same-game parlays. You combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. And the more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR. New customers can bet just $1 on either NFL team to score. And if they do, you win $100 in free bets. That's promo code DNVR this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. The folks at Green Mountain Dental Group deserve to take some credit for those smiling Colorado sports fans around town, especially those of our DNVR listeners who've switched to Green Mountain Dental Group over the years to make them their permanent family dentist. And if you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam, you'll receive a free Sonicare toothbrush from Green Mountain Dental Group, located only 15 minutes from downtown Denver. All right, Skylar, you just had an article recently published rewinding to old Rockies commercials back in the heyday between 07 and 2012. There was one in there from 2016, but that's really the outlier. They got to get back to doing that. Is that what's missing from the from being a successful organization, bringing guys that want to play there and that want to look stupid on camera and have a little bit of fun? I think there's a lot to be said of you know the atmosphere and the camaraderie in the group because I think those those golden age of like the 07, 08, 09 teams, there's so many memories I have of those commercials that are some of my favorites. And so I think those goofy instances of you know seeing these guys kind of have fun with each other, you know, if you ever see the bloopers with them or even a shout out to Ryan Spielberg's Spill the Beans segments he used to do. It's not going to win him a World Series, but I think it's a fun thing that the team should bring back. Yeah, I thought that was really funny. And you could watch all those clips, get all those links. Obviously, my favorite is the one in which, which it, 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 it ages well when you think about the pandemic and germs and touching things and using hand sanitizers. It's There's the donut on the, on the plate. And Matt mm-hmm. Holiday is reaching for it, and they're debating on whether or not if he touched it. And I, I, that that holds up. That will forever hold up as probably being my favorite of those Rockies commercials. Yeah, I wish I had more time in that article to, because I probably would have listed them all just one by one. <laughs> but one that I always love is the humidor one, where Jeff Francis and Aaron Cook are sitting there sniffing baseballs like they're Cuban cigars, and I'm like, oh, that's a nice, no, nice fastball down the middle, or these nice heaters and everything. And, oh man, this smells like a hanging changeup. And they pass it over to the visiting ball club to kind of troll. I love when the Rockies troll other baseball clubs because <laughs> obviously pointed at like the Diamondbacks, the Giants, everybody that was complaining about the humidor. But that one always cracks me up. Or the one that, as I watched it again, that got me so, that just killed me was the Rockies at home readjusting to life at home. And when Aaron or when Garrett Atkins goes to hammer a nail and he just busts a hole in the wall, I don't know why, but it cracked me up so much. Just this stupid comedic slapstick comedy. 
and it gets me every time. I had forgotten the dodgeball one. And again, check the article out on Purple Row, but they've got this still and Spilly's got this gigantic afro on and Dinger's there and they they just look like a mess. But it was very of the time. And that one kind of, sure, that that's somewhat of a time capsule of a, of a specific era, obviously uh, an, an homage to the Vince Vaughn vehicle. But that one's great. And I, I like the one of Jason Giambi working with Charlie Blackman. You could see Charlie Blackman playing with his facial hair. I think he had like a mustache and he's got kind of not mutton chops, but he's got big sideburns there, but he still just looks like a baby. And it's like, mm-hmm. Hmm, what, uh, what was to come at some point with, with Mr. Chuck nasty. Yeah. It, it is fun to see this time capsule of, Oh man, there's Dexter Fowler just hanging out with Todd Helton or uh, all these old Rockies. There's one that has like Ty Wigington, Matt Lindstrom, on a couch talking to fans. I'm like, who is that guy? And I had to look it up. Oh, it's Matt Lindstrom. No, uh, it, it's a fun time capsule. And I could, you can tell the guys had a lot of fun. I always loved watching them. And with the group of guys, the Rockies have now this tight knit group. I'd love to see them do some more commercials. Cause I think they could get pretty creative nowadays. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I think so. I I'd pitched an idea and I, I got some raised eyebrows like, Hey, this could actually be pretty good. And it was this, if you remember late in the season, it, it was immediately a success and it, it just took off. It was, it was very meme worthy where some guy was, it was eating an ice cream cone and then he just shoved the whole thing in his mouth. Mm-hmm. And it was like, what the heck? And then all of a sudden everyone expected the next person with an ice cream cone to do the same. And I think a couple of people actually did it. And so, you know, my idea was like, oh, you guys should do a promo where the players want to be like the fans because we know the fans want to be like the players. And, you know, if you still play Little League, you know, your batting stance is going to mimic, you know, uh, a little more of an open stance like a CJ Crone, or you're going to be doing the push thing, you know, from a couple years back with Nolan Arenado, whatever it may be, you're going to want to emulate the players. And so what if the players, you know, they're watching the scoreboard and they want to be like the fans and do certain things. So of course they're going to be mashing their ice cream cones in their faces. So <laughs> keep an eye out. I don't know that, that this could be an ongoing segment for you, Sky, like where you pitch ideas for commercials <laughs> they should do. I'm not that good of a, a imaginative person for that, but I just like those goofy scenarios. That's the essence of those. Cause they're just dumb sketches at the end of the day with those commercials. And they always crack me up. And especially the way the world is now in culture and pop ref pop culture references it's a sandbox, the Rockies and you know, everybody could, could turn to and have some fun with it and bring so back true. some classic laughs. So true. Yeah. And like I said, the 2016 one was really the last time they did anything like that. So mm-hmm. we've, we've got the rooftop. I mean, that's, if that's your backdrop, I mean, the, the possibilities are endless. What's what goes on up at the rooftop. They haven't explored that yet, even behind center field. I don't, I want to say maybe they did something with that once. I know like they've done the advertisements with Charlie Blackman, you know, like fishing in the little pond Mm -hmm. uh, where the bullpen is, but that that's almost an unexplored area as well. Yeah. Where we've seen the team not do their commercial anymore. And it's kind of just the promotions and the partners, you know, the UC health and personal advertising that Kyle Freeland does for an air conditioning company. (laughs) So they're just generic spots, but ones that were specifically like buy Rockies tickets and come to this. Those always went a long way, you know, and I always enjoyed that because then you could go and like, oh, you felt like you got a sense of who the players were 
because oh yeah, Ryan Spielberg's is this goofball, but he's also kind of the butt of everybody, the butt of the joke for everybody. Oh, he gets picked last in dodgeball. He's losing staring contests with Dinger, and it's a fun time. And I think it would help the team, oh, at least the camaraderie, and just kind of help, you know, bring back kind of a shine a better light on the team. We're like, yeah, this is a goofball team. It is a weird franchise. They need to lean into it more. The Mariners still do commercials, I think, or at least they're, they've always had a tradition of awesome commercials. Rocky should play into it more. And Rockets have always had really great creative people, you know, as part of the PR staff. I, I know they've had a, a big turnover, but all those people are incredibly creative. And I think, you know, b- besides just showing the and, and building the camaraderie and, and showing some of the personalities, I think it's almost a disservice for fans to not be able to enjoy that. Now, of course, they've had three consecutive losing seasons. They just traded Nolan Arenado. Story's going to, you know, go elsewhere. John Gray likely will be as well. And as soon as they come out with some quirky commercials next spring, people are going to go, so this is what they're doing with their time. (laughs) Take your shots. That's okay. That's fine. But for every, you know, one person that says that there's two kids that watch it and they laugh and they chuckle and they go, those are, those are my guys. Now I feel like I know them a little bit better. And there's going to be three other people that go, Oh, that was nice. That was kind of funny. And there's going to be hundreds more that remember it forever as just being this nice thing. And they don't necessarily remember, yeah, they lost 86 games that year. It was just, Hey, that's a classic commercial now because there are only so many. So bring it back for 2021. You're, you're leading the cause here, Skyler. <laughs> we'll start a hashtag and you're the face of the commercials. Right? There you go. It's <laughs> what you've always wanted to be when you grew up. All right. You also, you know, wrote a really cool piece about the 2007 world series. We know how that went. Not, not well, but, what if the Cleveland Guardians, which is what they were called in 2007 also, I think. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. We're, we have to do a lot of updating on Wikipedia to try to remember that. But the Cleveland Ball Club took on Boston, couldn't get it done, and so the Red Sox did what they did. But would it have looked different? And I, I thought that was a really interesting article that you wrote. Yeah, so it, it was kind of a fun idea. You know, last year, Purple Row, they did the Purple Row Sim during the COVID hiatus. And that kind of inspired me. I was just barely about to graduate from college and I saw them doing that. I'm like, man, that's actually a good way for me to practice doing play by play because that's what I want to do. And I spend hundreds of hours playing MLB, the show franchise mode anyway, let's do my own sim. And so I did that. And then with baseball, you know, we're in the off season. Most people can't watch the nuggets or the avalanche or, you know, and then there's the Broncos, whatever they're doing. I was like, hey, let's get some baseball content. So wanted to try and do these different purple row sim scenarios. And the first one that came to mind was what if they had played the Cleveland played Cleveland in the World Series in 2007? Because Cleveland was just one win away from going to the World Series. And they lost three straight and Boston ended up going in. And so it's kind of been fun uh, doing my own little broadcast of it and just seeing what could have happened. And it, it's it's been pretty fun so far. I just barely recorded... Uh, game five recently so it's at least going five games now but it's been a lot of fun and just kind of fun to look back what were these players doing and what could have happened and it's been delightfully surprising and fun as I've I've been broadcasting and watching this simulation play out yeah there are a lot of really good names on that 2007 Cleveland club as well that that's what's always fun too is remembering you know, we, we know the, the more obscure Rockies players from 2007 that 
are, you know, icons for us, right? But who are those guys for Cleveland that, you know, just miss and you go back and look at, oh yeah, whatever happened to Grady Sizemore? Oh, mm-hmm. that guy was that guy was a beast. And then Pronk, you know, Travis Hafner. Uh, there there were a lot of interesting players. And and again, you go look at Victor Martinez and you kind of forget that, you know, the guy was putting up huge numbers as a catcher before he, you know, converted to being a designated hitter. So uh, a lot of really talented players on that team. In addition to CC Sabathia, Cliff Lee, you know, they had a really good starting staff. It, it was going to be an uphill battle regardless of who, you know, Colorado ended up playing in the 07 World Series. Yeah. And I, I, it's always fun to think because you can't simulate everything. But, you know, just that thought process of, well, if Cleveland had won game five and move on to the World Series, the Rockies probably wouldn't have had to sit around as long as they did. And so they would have been able to stay fresh, whereas Boston's just able to just keep the train rolling and breeze through the Rockies. So there's always you can always play the what if game, but it's fun to see what could have happened in the games themselves. If there's equal teams, they're just going out every day. And so it's fun to see, and they are pretty evenly matched. I think that World Series would have been really good to have those those two teams in it. And uh, we're going to a game six. I'll say that, too. We're going to a game six. So back to Cleveland. Yeah, and it would have been you know monumental for either franchise to have won. Obviously, we know the Rockies. That was their only World Series. They've yet to win one. Uh, Marlins and and Diamondbacks, they, they each have one. Marlins have two. And, you know, the Rays have uh, been doing their thing lately, going to the World Series. They've got two under their belt. But Cleveland haven't won a World Series since 1948, had the chance in 2016 against the Cubs. So, it again, it would have been incredibly historic and, and meaningful for either one of those clubs in, in a context that I think a lot of a lot of more fans probably would have been been made. You know, I think anytime Boston and L.A. and the Yankees win, yeah, there's probably some young people that, will glom on to that and say, oh, I'm going to be a fan of them. But if you've got a team, you're like, "Eh, they have to win it again. Like, they're always in it. But Cleveland and Colorado, they could have won a lot of fans in in various parts of the U.S. from, you know, winning it and and it being something, you know, so special and so unique to that franchise. Yeah, and and it's just fun to see what could have been. And, you know, the part that I'm loving with, you know, this kind of flashback in time, oh, this what if, is seeing guys like Todd Helton or Matt Holliday, even if it's just a computer-generated character, to kind of put, be in that moment and see them playing again and putting up the numbers that they do or having these moments. You know, it, it's really exciting, even, even though it's just a computer. It's just a video game. Being able to sit there and feel like I'm actually there in that moment, you know, calling a Todd Helton home run in his first at-bat at Coors Field in the World Series, I was getting hyped there and I'm just sitting in my little bedroom doing this. And so it's, it's fun to just look back and cause there's a lot you can learn looking back on these histories of these clubs oh, and, and kind of seeing what could have been, what was their potential and what happened to them since then? What could they do to get back to that? It's fun to look back on that baseball history and hopefully people aren't enjoying the, are enjoying the purple row Sims. Even yeah. if they have to listen to my voice. Don't, don't they say heroes live forever legends never die and in simulations players are waiting for you at 2 30 in the morning on a thursday night if you're really <laughs> bored yep. is, is that a saying i think it is <laughs> i think so that's the extent that's the director's cut of the sandlot yeah yeah i think i think my grandfather in his garage used to have a sign up there that said something like that 
uh, final topic. It's not a, it's not a positive one, but I just want to get your take on, you know, this upcoming work stoppage. What are you thinking? Is it, is it going to happen? Uh, is it the worst thing in the world? We miss games. It will not be good, but do you think it's going to end up coming to that? What, what has been your take on the, the, this lockout by owners? Uh, it's just always tough uh, because you know, we always have our outside looking in. And so we never know really what's happening behind the scenes. I expect that they're not going to reach an agreement by December 1st. So there will be the the lockout, the freeze of transactions. But I like what Rob Manfred was kind of saying that they're hoping that they're not going to, it's not going to come to missing out on games, which I think that's in everybody's best interest. I think the players would want that. I think owners, everybody would want that because if you're missing games, you're losing money and nobody likes to lose money. So I, I think they'll come to something, but it's going to be a lot of give and take on both ends where they've got to learn to compromise and everything where it's not one side's right, one side's wrong, but they got to figure something out. And I think they will. I'm hopeful that they will. And that even during that little lockout, it may give teams some more time to you know, kind of figure out their plans. And then, oh, National League's going to have a DH now. This is how it's going to fit into our plans now, and we can plan for that. So it's nice seeing everybody get what they can, what they need immediately now. And then once there's that kind of second hot stove season after they ever figure out the lockout and the work stoppage and the new CBA agreement, that'll be a lot of good for baseball. But hopefully we don't miss any games. I don't think we will. I don't think so either. That, that I think the owners are just going to really press the players mm-hmm. at the last minute really make them sweat it out because they, the owners are the ones that will end up losing money. And and they did such a good job for them and for their priorities in the last CBA that, you know, the, the players, they're just trying to get back even you know a little bit, a little morsel back. So, you know, even if, even if the players do get that, the owners aren't going to be hurting unless there are games that are lost, which they absolutely don't want. So not too many more days of, of speculating about rumors and so-and-so's, visiting the Rangers and talking with them and uh, the Tigers are interested in kicking the tires on starting December 2nd. It's uh, it's talking about legal documents and, and talking about rumors and, and getting creative and figuring out what to talk about this off season. But I know purple Rose got some creative folks over there to do that. We're going to be doing the same at DNVR Rocky Skyler plug away. What, uh, where should folks be uh, checking you out at? Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at at sideline underscore crowd. Uh, I'm usually just talking a lot of jokes, but every once in a while I have something <laughs> worthwhile to say, uh, talking about statistics with Rockies and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, and then find me over there on the purple on Purple Row every Sunday. I do the Sunday rock piles over there. Uh, sometimes they're the goofy ones like <laughs> watching Rockies commercials, or I'll talk about what free agents the Rockies should go after. So. You get both best of both worlds with me. Love that. Love that, Skylar. Yeah, this has been this has been really great. We'll we'll definitely be doing it again. Uh hopefully with uh with with some more news going on and not in the middle of a work stoppage. We'll we'll see. Fingers <laughs> crossed. But uh you can follow me on Twitter at Patrick D Lions. Of course, our coverage is at DNVR underscore Lions. So for DNVR Sports, he's Skylar Timmons. I'm Patrick Lyons. Thanks for tuning in to the DNVR Rockies podcast. The folks at Green Mountain Dental Group deserve to take some credit for those smiling Colorado sports fans around town, especially those of our DNVR listeners who've switched to Green Mountain Dental Group over the years to make them their permanent family dentist. And if you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam, you'll receive a free Sonicare toothbrush 
from Green Mountain Dental Group, located only 15 minutes from downtown Denver.